Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Welcome to Future Tech Podcast. This is your host, Juliette Lamar, and I have with me on the line today, Haranda Mizra. He is the founder and co-chairman at FinCom Eco and FarmCoin. Welcome. Hello there. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. I'm, I'm very interested to hear all about what you guys are up to at FinCom Eco. So why don't you go ahead and start us off with a little overview of the company. Sure. Uh, FinCom Eco uh, stands for the Financial and Commodities Ecosystem. And what we're doing is establishing uh, more effective markets for African farmers so that they have better routes to sell their produce, but also have better access to finance and also inputs like pesticides, fertilizer, and seed, uh, so that ultimately uh, their incomes go up. And uh, whereas many of them are unbanked, they can then start to be banked um, by having the services that you and I take for granted, but also then having the underlying infrastructure to grow their businesses and go from farm to value-added production. And that's such a necessary thing. Um, if you want to give us a, just a quick, a quick little snapshot of, you know, what is what life is like for these farmers and and what they're really up against, and how this service yeah. is something that is definitely needed. Yeah, sure. And and you know, with this service, what we've done is we've established a partnership with a UK listed company called Block Commodities, who are on the input side and and provide uh, fertilizer as well as uh, other services. And um, we're also looking at novel um, technologies, new technologies, and other interesting technologies, uh, including uh, use of uh, blockchain. Now, you know, why is that required? I mean, when we when we look at various use cases, um, uh, we always look at you know what will change and and you know what can be done differently that isn't being done right now. Now, uh, when we look at smallholder farmers in Africa, and there's about 700 million of them. And they're really caught in a subsistence trap to a large part where uh, they're growing, consuming what they produce, and then uh, they may have a small surplus. And um, you know, being able to sell that at the right price is effectively the difference between uh, feeding uh, their families or not. And, um, and that can have a huge impact because, you know, again, where income is more constrained, then it has a massive impact on uh, their children's nutrition, um, you know, their health in, in general. Um, a large proportion of smallholder farmers are also women smallholder farmers, you know, where we've recently with Fincomico done a case study on the back of a project that we did in Malawi. And we found that, that um, you know, initially when we started out and in 2016, we did a pilot in Malawi, many of these farmers were struggling to um, to get finance where even if they provided a level of security, uh, the banks were charging 30 to 40% interest rates. And, you know, why did they need that finance? Because, you know, many a time they needed to buy the seeds, the fertilizer, the pesticides for so that they could cultivate uh, and, and, you know, so that it could sow next year's harvest and then subsequently um, cultivate it and reap the rewards. Now, um, you know, with that level of um, finance rates, but also the fact that they were struggling to also get the right level of inputs. You know, there's a high proportion of fake fertilizer in Africa or even the fertilizer available. It's not suitable for the soil in terms of growing kind of the right crops or, or the optimum type of crops. So that was one thing. 
but even where they did solve that problem, they they uh, they ended up not being able to uh, sell at the right price because they didn't know where the market was pricing their produce. And mm-hmm. equally, you had lots and lots of middlemen in the chain where, let's say, the commodity was worth one dollar. They were giving them 10 cents on the dollar just because the farmers didn't have the information to pricing, nor did they have uh, the transport or the logistics to get their produce to the nearest warehouse or marketplace as well. And and so we then realized that actually many of these farmers, they had mobile phones. And if we started to leverage that and provide them pricing, that they could at least initially know where the market was so that if someone tried to give them the wrong price, they uh, they were more informed. And then secondly, we decided to put in place mechanisms where we opened up access to finance, access to inputs, but also then access to commodity exchanges uh, and buyers on the other side so that they could sell their produce as well more effectively. And with all of this, we've leveraged um, technology um, to do it and also to kind of prove the provenance of transaction, the provenance of that supply chain, also utilize blockchain technology as well. It seems to me, the more I hear about about these kind of these kind of blockchain uses, the more necessary decentralization is for people in these uh, countries where you know this is this is their lifeline. Literally, this is how they put food on the table, and and the lack of access to information is so detrimental. And providing this is is changing their lives in a dramatic way. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, if you look at the numbers for Malawi, you know, where we uh, conducted the pilot with the Agricultural Commodity Exchange for Africa, um, we um, kind of benefited uh, 47,000 farmers uh, that year. And by by just doing this, and it seems relatively simple, you know, their incomes went up 31% uh, in a single year. Now, that's game-changing for those farmers and individuals because all of a sudden uh, they could start to um, consume more, um, you know, again, uh, utilize that for improving their lifestyle, um, you know, whether it was what they were eating, kind of what they were buying. But, but, um, you know, equally, if we kind of aggregate that, uh, it then, as we scale this, it has a big impact on you know some many of these African countries have uh, a below average GDP. Um, uh, you know, if we look at it uh, at an international level, and it uh, so GDP per capita goes up, but also uh, you know GD, national GDP ends up going up, uh, going up. But also, what we saw was you know many of these farmers uh, were into farming because it was. Uh, the skill that they knew, and it was a way of feeding their family, but many of them also wanted to progress. So what we saw was, um, you know, in the case of the article we did in Malawi, women smallholder farmers, uh, you know, f- females uh, actually started to create other businesses where uh, they bought a few vans and trucks and started to aggregate where uh, other farmers couldn't uh, couldn't get their produce to market, and then they would charge a small amount and they grew businesses out of that. Others started to go into packaging uh, or other simple forms of food production, like tom- um, you know, in other jurisdictions, with uh, tomatoes being turned into tomato puree, so that um, you know, because they're incredibly difficult, because they're perishable to transport, so that they could add value at source, uh, and and they they were able with uh, to provide get loans more easier because the incomes were higher, um, but also. You know, we did find with that that uh, the banks uh, were still a constraint to finance because you know many of them didn't want to lend to lots and lots of smallholder farmers. They'd much rather lend to larger businesses uh, because it, it's much cheaper overall uh, with much less uh, kind of overhead. But this is where we've also now started to use um, 
uh, crypto assets because you know you've got crypto asset holders uh, who uh, want probably some kind of return on their coins. They don't want to sell them, but we can give them a rate of interest and borrow low, and then in turn pass that on to farmers at a very low rate of interest um, because uh, you know the farmers are constrained for finance, and now they're getting cheaper access to finance. But coupled with that, you know, we realised. In many ways, Africa uh, is, is interesting because they don't have the legacy technologies uh, that you, you and I have in the West. Um, you know, it's easy. You know, we hear the word leapfrog and it, and it seems like a cliche, but certainly it's much easier for them to adopt new technology because when you have nothing, uh, there's nothing to replace uh, as you go in. But also uh, there with the right education, uh, they're more open to change uh, as well. And certainly um, you know that's where the partnership with Swarm is very important because technologically, um, what Swarm allows us to do is invest in that underlying infrastructure uh, to make that whole thing possible as well. It's it's phenomenal to see just you know giving people access to information and really just control their finances. Something that we take for granted, like you said, all the time in the in in our in our world. That now it's it's spurring innovation in so many different areas and the entire country is going to benefit. Yeah, ab- absolutely because you know if we if we look, look at this, you know what's now then starting to happen and it's playing out is you know as their incomes go up, you'll have surplus income now, you know not just uh, surplus crops and then uh, you know many of these um individuals much like you know you and I do, they have aspirations to own their own home. They have aspirations to move from a bicycle uh to a moped, you know, to a car. Um, And so, you know, again, um, what you start to then do is uh, bank uh, the unbanked because, again, they're online now, they're on the platform. It's much easier now as we're starting to profile this to um, provide uh, data back to those. And I'm not saying we we, we don't continue to work with the banks. We're working with alternative finance and also existing forms of finance because, you know, the new world uh, of uh, cryptocurrencies and blockchain very much has to coexist with the with the old world, um, you, you know, in a in a kind of hybrid form. Uh, but certainly, um, we're able to now make it much easier for those lenders uh, to lend to those farmers, and 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 these farmers, as they have surplus income, now have demand for services uh, that uh, you and I um, kind of take for granted every day. Of course, as you as you say. And providing banking to the unbanked is 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 a hard task because they're used to, they're they're untrust trusting of regular banks because of the fees they charge, maybe of security issues and and giving them the availability to just do banking on their phone, you know, being able to actually save money, you know, because a lot of times when they're saving money on hand, it you can get robbed, you know, things like that can happen. And yes. anyway, it's just it's so incredibly important, um, you know, and it also affects us, uh, the price of the crop that we buy is probably also affected. Yeah, so what happens is you know, some people say if you're doing this, are you raising the price? But actually what you're doing is you're cutting out inefficient middlemen in the chain. And we're not saying, you know, the market has to be totally decentralized. Um, yeah, but 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 what we're saying is if you're adding value as a middleman and, and uh, you know, rather than just uh, exploiting uh, the end farmer. If you're adding genuine value, you know there's a role for you here, and and you know we've seen that in the West. You know as equity markets have be- become more efficient, uh, you know the brokerage community and uh, uh, and middlemen have had to reinvent themselves uh, and become more efficient or offer 
uh, a wider range of more innovative services. So certainly, uh, certainly we're seeing that. But what 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 happens with us as the end consumer now? Uh, you know, it's, it's becoming increasingly important. You know, uh, again, we're seeing these coffee chains, uh, or, or we're, we're seeing um, you know certain restaurants. They're beginning to tell you what the provenance of your produces, you know, where the coffee came from uh, and even which farm it was it, it, it was produ- produced on. Now, we as consumers, you know, increasingly we're becoming savvy. We want to know what's on our plate. We want to know that it's been ethically sourced. We want to know that it's been uh, handled correctly. Uh, we're worried about carbon footprint uh, as well in terms of uh, in, in terms of kind of uh, excess uh, produce being flown uh, thousands and thousands of miles. So what the blockchain allows us to do is it allows us to create that provenance, that traceability and tracking uh, from uh, not only from uh, the supplier, i.e. the farmer, to to the wholesale buyer, but also all the way from farm to fork as well. And and I think you know these initiatives, um, we're seeing them some of them spring up, um, you know, even in the U.S. as well. They're becoming increasingly. You could argue they're becoming uh, trendy as well, but they're increasingly important as well because, um, uh, b- 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 because again, you know, knowing where our food came from, knowing that those um, that it's been ethically sourced um, and it's it's been open to kind of uh, free and fair trade is very very important. Absolutely, and I definitely have that in my in my own life. You know, I try to always buy organic and. If I do buy like animal products, I want to make sure that the animals were treated fairly, that there wasn't a lot of hormones going into things. And I feel like most people in this in this day and age are very concerned with their carbon footprint and and just they want to know what's going into their food. And why do you think that is? Do you think it's just we now have a greater understanding of global economies and maybe more empathy, or is it we just want to make sure that our bodies are healthy? <laughs> Uh, well, actually, it's a number of things because you know, one, we are more health conscious, you know, uh, and again, that's becoming more so. But, but, but equally, you know, if we if we look at this, uh, we we kind of uh, moved to, um, you know, over the decades, you know, processed foods and more and more unhealthy style. Some of that was because you know we got busier and it was just convenient. But really, we 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 moved to um, kind of food that wasn't really food. Now we're coming back full circle to kind of natural ingredients. And now, of course, um, you know, some may argue, uh, you know, if you're doing this, and let's say the farmers are getting better price, uh, you know, going back to your original question, is the price of my produce going up? Well, actually, now what you're getting is you're getting uh, more defined quality. And you're getting a consistent price, so and it's more fairly distributed because uh, the price isn't going up. What you're what you're doing, and it actually in some cases we found on some of those commodities, it, uh, you know, taking into account kind of fluctuations in commodity prices, uh, it's actually gone gone down because what because now you're cutting out all that inefficiency in the chain where people were just adding margin. Uh, for the for the sake of adding margin because they could because of you know lack of information uh, and now you know again as we move forward and and as we use uh, big data and analytics more um, you know which is kind of one of the key objectives with uh, the initiative with our colleagues at Swarm is um, you know great you know we're doing a lot of this uh, you know now how do we how do we scale it now you know again. Um, with Swarm and the farm coin that we've created, um, that that's backed by Swarm, it's an asset-backed investment coin, you, you know, as opposed to just a financial investment coin. Now, what 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 does that mean? That means what it allows you to do, you know, is tap into the Swarm community who are 
ethical um, investors and who are, who are looking at um, socially responsible investing, and, and you can make a profit on that. You know, you've got you've got to take a sustainable time horizon and and and, and look at things. And it is, of course, for profit, but you're doing it in in a fair and ethical way. But what what you're then doing is those investors are then allowing us, as we do this in scale, to invest into infrastructure. Uh, and you know that talks about you know we talk about decentralization, uh, but you know there's the infrastructure around that. Um, you know the provision of wireless communication and data to farmers. And this is all about not just pricing, but what, you know weather information, education to farmers. Because you're right, many of them in you know initially when we started to do this, they're used to you going to a safe. Uh, taking out uh, dollars or, you know, Malawi, it was Quatra as a currency, you give it to them. Now, when you're saying it's on your mobile phone, you know, initially there were stares at you going, well, you know, where's my money? Uh, and, you know, to show them that this can then be used with merchants, but equally you needed merchant take up as well. But equally, it also allows us to then analyze the data from the farmer better, you know, whether that's kind of soil analysis, seed analysis, kind of fertilizer optimization, you know, nanotechnology and so on, uh, irrigation, you know, kind of how, what effect that has on yields, which allows them to, um, to then create potentially better environments for, um, for, for increasing output. So, you know, it's great. We're making the chain more efficient, but how do we make them grow? How do we facilitate them growing more on the land that they have? And how do we give them better use of infrastructure and technology, which may be tractors on the one hand, but which may be also better use of data that we're generating on the back of this, which is then turning their bio waste into energy. Um, all, all these things, you know, technology is um, central to them, you know, and I could talk about a number of other things, including logistics and so forth. And the swarm link back to the community uh, allows us to then uh, with Farmcoin, uh, invest in that underlying infrastructure to really scale this uh, across sub-Saharan Africa. It's just fantastic, and and it just seems you know that you're building and building and building. And as you build, you're just being having more creative in the ways that this can change other people's lives or just completely enhance, like you're saying, the whole country, the whole community. Because it is more of a worldview. It's not how is this affecting me? What what can I do to get ahead? It really is. Let's grow together and not have this scarcity mentality of, you know, we have to get ahead of somebody and take from them in order to succeed. Yeah, you're right. Because just look at it, you know, in simple terms, you know, if we're uh, if we're not giving these farmers their dues, and, and we've even had this in the United Kingdom where where I'm based in in the large part, where um, you know many a time. Uh, the, the margins for milk farmers um, and dairy, you know, dairy farmers has been drastically reduced. You know whether that's uh, because of pressure from you know, large buyers like the supermarkets and so forth, and many of them have gone out of business. Now, you know, ultimately that ends up then uh, uh, being less milk supply in the system, and the milks are then be, being flown in from further afield. Uh, you know, or being transported from further afield with whatever with whatever means, you know, that isn't environmentally friend, friendly um, either. So, so if we if if we look at all of this, if ultimately uh, all we're doing is uh, you know through consumption, um, you know, plundering the commodities initially that they're producing, there'll be no one left to produce them. And as world population rises, then there'll be a shortage of food. And then there's more drastic problems for us. So we've got to start planning ahead. Uh, and and this is part of that process. And, you know, we're, we're saying, you know, what we're doing is important. We're engaged now at various stages with um, 22 um, sub-Saharan African countries. But we're also now being approached uh, because it's very much global, as you said, in other jurisdictions. Uh, and, and this isn't, you know, just an emerging markets problem. I mean, certainly there's more 
unbanked population uh, GDP per capita is much lower uh, in uh, some of these emerging markets. But you know, with the, with the example that I provided in the UK, it's also uh, an issue in in uh, more established jurisdictions as well, where, where we're also seeing kind of some regional plays emerge where. Uh, people are putting much more focus on uh, local production and local produce and sourcing locally. Absolutely. So tell us, you know, how can people get involved, maybe start finding, uh, purchasing some farm coin and find out more about your company? Great. You know, so what we've done is um, we've partnered with uh, the Swarm team and Philip Piper and team there. Uh, they've got a great initiative because, you know, for us, uh, uh, it's not just uh, about uh, you know the, those investors coming in and money for the sake of money. You know we very much uh, want those investing into Farmcoin, uh, investing into that underlying infrastructure to align to our ethos and align to the way that we're doing things. And then naturally, if we, as we're working on this, as we've shown uh, with with a pilot that's already been successfully c- concluded, this isn't just a pipe dream. It's something that's achievable. It's something that's that 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 is scalable now, and we're we're making rapid progress day on day. So the great thing about you know the Swarm team is they have this platform. The Swarm community aligns to that ethos, and what what we want to do is really you know galvanize them, get them involved because you know this is a great opportunity. Um, one uh, to to take a view uh, from a return on investment, but se- secondly, uh, you know even more important to ethically invest into something that has huge potential uh, to change lives, but at the same time also be a savvy investment opportunity. So, you know, via uh, the Swarm platform uh, in, t- in terms of then at the moment, um, you know, that this opportunity is being advertised and uh, and it's now being opened up uh, as we speak uh, to the broader community. And certainly everyone um, with access to Swarm platform or new subscribers have the opportunity to get involved and have a piece of this, uh, and it'll be incredibly rewarding as we go on this journey together. Absolutely. Well, Haranda, Nisa, thank you so much for joining us today and and really telling us all the intricacies of, of this fantastic company that you're building and all the ways that it can help the world. Yeah, great. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. That was Haranda Nisra. He is the founder and co-chairman at FinCom Eco. You guys can find them at FinComEco.com. That's F-I-N-C-O-M-E-C-O.com. Check them out. They're really doing some incredible work. This has been Juliet Lamar with Future Tech Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. You've been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, both to review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.